Hello. Welcome to Google Gals. It's like suddenly we're on NPR. Right Hello. On. Hello. Nothing else. You're listening to Google Gals. <laughs> this is all very serious. I slurp my coffee right into the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Lord. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, this week's subject uh, was chosen yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which and gave us actually a lot of time. More time it, than I thought. I ended did. up looking looking and like finding more information about this one than mm-hmm. I have in a yeah. long time about any of the things. Yeah, most about, of the so. time we just kinda go into it like mm. <laughs> Ooh, hope this is enough. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield collar tugging. Oh Ooh. God. Um, but I feel good about this one. Me too. Which is weird because for the entire day I had a different subject chosen. Stop it. <laughs> I got home and found this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So we, we chose Oh, eyes. we didn't even say it. I know. We chose <laughs> the subject eyes. Uh-huh. Um, take that how you will, because we did. Um, I like eyes, you know. They're good. Yeah, they're good for seeing, for sure. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They're good. Um, it's one body part in horror movies that I don't have a problem seeing, like, mutilated for some um, reason. What? Yeah. I'm horrified by that. Every single time, like, Mm-mm. the protagonist looks into a keyhole, I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> you're about to get jammed in the eye. Yep, you're about to have <laughs> one eye in a second. <laughs> Which is ironic because of my creature, which we will learn. But nice. still, yes. Same. Yeah. So um, nice. <laughs> but mine was born with one eye, I think. Mm, same. Yeah, so they're used to it. <laughs> yeah, they don't need depth <laughs> perception. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I hate, like, fingernails mm. and, like, anything mm. to do with fingernails, like, getting ripped off or, no. like, you know. I hate that. That's why, like, the ring is the worst, because they have the fingernail thing, and then they have the hair in the throat thing, which is also super disgusting. I'm talking yeah. about uh, no. America yeah. in the ring, yeah. also, yeah. Um, just to make sure we all know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Have I seen the... Mm-hmm. Have I seen the Japanese in the ring? Yeah, I think we watched it together. I think we watched The Grudge together. We also watched The Grudge together, but I'm pretty sure we saw the ring. I don't know. I wasn't... Huh. I wasn't... Taken by it. Hmm. I, don't I think know. we were already too, like, I don't know. Like, I think when it came out and stuff, and I think it was like the start of mm. that kind of film. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, if we had seen it when it came out, kind of like Blair Witch. Like, exactly. That was just what I was thinking. I hated Blair Witch so much. Like, if you did The Blair Witch Project. It, yeah. I loved the newer one. <laughs> really did it was fun oh my gosh yeah but like if you don't see it yeah when it comes out then it's just garbage later yeah like especially like the babadook now mm. because like it's it's a literal like meme like everyone thinks it's funny and like when yeah. it came out it was it was so scary it was scary yeah. yeah i liked that movie until the last like five minutes but yeah you know like it was actually it felt creepy all the way through yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> just like when, like, our parents are like, oh my gosh, like, 
The Exorcist is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Garbage. And I'm like, um, what? It's garbage. I mean, it's like, it, it is it's what it disgusting. is. disgusting. It's like, interesting. It's, yeah, it's gross. Is it? But like, <laughs> but like it's not scary. I'm not scared by it. No. I don't know. Or like yeah. The Omen. Remember when we watched The Omen? Oh my gosh, The Original Omen? Yeah, it was so disappointing. I know. Old man Gregory Peck. Just such an idiot. <laughs> Stupid kid. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god. like it was so obviously like when they were outside in the cemetery, like it was so obviously a set that I was like, how <laughs> is this? <laughs> like I cannot suspend my belief enough Mm-mm. to be scared by this Mm-mm. at all. No, like so. I've seen real cemeteries, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're much scarier. Than Please, that. yeah. Shoot. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it was terrible. It felt like it was five hours long, too. It did. Like, I felt like we were watching it for two full nights. I feel like we had to take a break in the middle. <laughs> like an intermission. And, like, get, like, food and drink. Like it, like, it had been days. <laughs> oh, man. It yeah. was, yeah. So, um, how did we get here? Um, oh, so. Oh, eyeballs, I'm okay with oh. for some reason. Mm. Like, um, the Salvador Dali and Luis Spoon. Well, nailed it. <laughs> I'm so. I feel like I should know that. Um, that the film that they did, the Machine um, Andalou. Yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, whatever. It looks like an egg. I don't care. <laughs> but like, no. if you show me someone's teeth falling out, <laughs> or like... teeth doesn't do it for me. I like teeth. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, we've all lost teeth in our lives. Like little baby teeth and stuff. Like that's I'm yeah, but like, that's yeah. when you're supposed to. Like I, <laughs> like you're supposed to lose your baby teeth. You're not supposed to have your adult teeth just sitting in your mouth when you wake up. <laughs> um, I feel like I've never seen that ever in any. Well, movie. I have, and it's only been in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I literally like I'll, I'll dream that they just start falling out of my mouth, no. and I have to like catch them with my hands. <laughs> It's disgusting. I've never had that dream, so I guess that's why I don't have that fear. That's good. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, hair stuff also. Not like hair being like ripped off your head or anything, but like mm-hmm. hair in a drain. Mm. Or like hair coming out of a, of your body like where it shouldn't be. Yeah, like, like coming out your <laughs> of your throat. Your stuff. mouth. Yeah, nothing. Like a huge hair in your arm or something. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Ingrown okay. hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's like seven feet long. Yeah. Like watching like a YouTube video on like, yeah. oh my gosh, watch this as my ingrown hair is pulled seven <laughs> feet out of my body. Ooh. No, like Dr. Pimple Popper. But... Ew, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not grossed out by a lot, but I'm grossed out by teeth. Well, no, I am grossed out by a lot. I'm grossed out by most body part things happening. Like, not like killing someone but like weird stuff i don't know it's it's weird like weird like deformity stuff or like no like it's like someone ripping a fingernail off Mm. or you know like Mm -hmm. just like little stuff that shouldn't be happening Mm -hmm. but is happening yeah and it's not like necessarily going to kill you yeah, but oh. it's fucked up. No, like in um, like in a quiet place when she's walking down those stairs, oh. and then she steps on oh, that god. nail. Yeah. Oh my god! That was I like oh. his, my whole body just like tensed up. Like, no, right, no, no. We were already so tense because it's such a 
scary tense movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and there were like we were in like that that pre-screening where there were yeah. like hundreds of people there uh-huh. and they were all silent. Like it was it was probably the best way to see that movie, oh, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like everyone was so quiet and mm-hmm. into it and like what's going to happen that like it really it worked out nicely. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. Every seat was full, but no one was making except for the asshole next to me who was like <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Why wouldn't... Like, you didn't notice, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. put yourself in this person's shoes. And also shut the fuck up. <laughs> like... <laughs> right. Or, like, predicting that something is going to happen, <gasps> but then it doesn't happen. Like, no, you're dumb. Just yeah. stop. Shut up no. and let me enjoy the movie, you stupid uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, anyway, anyway, back to eyes. Eyes don't bother me, though. <laughs> That's the moral of the conclusion here that we've come to. I don't know what it is about it that doesn't bother me, but so I like them. Like I've used them in 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 stories that I've written, Uh, and I like it. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. (laughs) So anyway, now that we're twelve minutes in, (laughs) let's. um, You want to just get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, so I don't know what your method of researching is for this, but mm-hmm. mine is starting out as broad and as lazy as humanly possible. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, like, I don't, we, we call it, like, researching mm-hmm. our topics and stuff, and but it's not research. No, it's it's like, like Googling <laughs> something. <laughs> Literally, like for this one, I was like going to, I went to Google and I typed in eye ghosts or eye legends. <laughs> and normally it starts, it, it's it's fine because I'll find something very broad and then I'll be, I'll find something a little more specific and a little weirder mm-hmm. um, so that's not something like super popular or anything. Yeah. But this one... It was a struggle because when you Google eye ghosts, <laughs> it comes up with like medical stuff. Oh. That's like the like the floating stuff in your that you get in your eyes. Oh no! Or like seeing double, like when you have an astigmatism like I do and you see two mm. or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, great. So this is all like medical, real stuff with mm. cool names, which is useless. Which is yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, and then and then when it wasn't stuff like that, it was all like articles that were like common myths about eyesight Ugh. and stuff. And I was like, I yeah. don't care. Like, no, no. Bring me to the spooky side <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> and I thought it would be really easy to find something related to eyes for some reason. Like I was like, oh, I know this is going to be good. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, there have to be a million like monsters and like ghosts. But no, no, no. And I don't, I don't know why. I thought, <laughs> right. I um, it just seems like if I were coming up with myths, right. I would do a bunch with eyes. Right. Right. Yeah, because they're yeah. they're interesting, and everyone has them, even <laughs> even if you can't use them. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like all these things I was coming up with, or, or things that I was finding were are like useful for people in general, but it's not what I was looking for. And I'm not, you know, that's not going to help me. (laughs) 
Um, so it was a real struggle, but then finally I got, like, I narrowed it down, and I found the best monster called the Snallygaster. The Snallygaster? Yeah, which sounds, uh, cute. I love that word. <laughs> That's fantastic. Sounds like it would be, like, something, like, a weird little creature that, like, lives in your boot or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, like a harmless thing that mm-hmm. is, like, cute, like, has cute little eyes and mm-hmm. is very friendly. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, like a pixie in Harry yeah. Potter. No, pixies are the mean ones. Uh, are they the ones that fly around and are kind of jerks? But yeah. it looks like that. <laughs> but it's nicer. Yeah. But lives in okay. your boot. <laughs> I don't know. The boots you don't wear, though. <laughs> yeah. That are just always there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where do these boots come from? And mm-hmm. the Sally guest is like, me no no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so, um, in fact, though, it's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Legends about this have started since, um, like, the 1730s, oh, it looks wow. like. And it's mostly in Frederick County, Maryland, which is in, like, the Appalachian Mountains. Ooh. Cool. Which is good. Um, and this area was settled by Germans, and they called the beast the Schnellergeist, mm. which translates to quick spirit or quick ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's fast. <laughs> Wait, so then did someone just, like, start butchering the wor- word until yeah. it became Snallygaster? Because that's yeah. Cause so that, far away. So, like, it's, what was it, Schnellergeist, and then people started saying Schnellergeister, and then it oh. eventually became Snallygaster. <laughs> I love it. Americanized it. Snallygaster. Yeah. Which is so, why do... Like, our word sounds so stupid. I, oh, I know. Snallygaster. A snallygaster. God. Ugh. It's so embarrassing. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> the earliest incarnations are, like, um, mixed the half-bird features of a siren Ooh. with the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. Ooh, I'm yeah. in. Yeah. But also, that's terrifying, and I would never want to see that. Exactly. Um, so it's a misleading name, which I hate. Mm-hmm. it because, again, it sounds really cute, and then you're like, demons and ghouls. Ooh. That half-bird, half-demon thing. <laughs> Ooh. <Right>. Flying around. <laughs> yep. Um so it was described as a half reptile, half bird with a metallic beak lined with razor sharp teeth. Um, no thank you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, um, no. and sometimes it has octopus like tentacles somehow. What? Yeah. From where? It doesn't say. <laughs> so just use your imagination. <laughs> I'm imagining it like. Underneath its chin, like, oh my um, gosh. like um, Davy Jones yes. in Pirates of in the Pirates. Caribbean. <laughs> Bill Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> um, so the Snallygaster would swoop down from the sky, stealing farm animals and children. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this guy. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, the earliest stories claim that this monster sucked the blood... Mm. Of its victims. Mm-hmm. 
and seven-pointed stars, which reputedly kept the Snallygaster at bay, can still be seen painted on local barns. What? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that crazy? I, I love that. Yeah. And also, I'm terrified by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never going to go to this place ever. Sorry. I'm never going to Maryland. <laughs> nope. Entire state, just to be safe. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> um, so there were also, okay, so like it kind of started in like the 18th century, and then, you know, as legends do, they kind of wore, wore they kind of faded out. Um, and they it came back in the 19th century, and these accounts from the 1800s suggest that the stories of the beast were used to frighten freed slaves. Which oh, is no. Disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say frightened children, and I'm like, yep, no. they need that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sad. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. Oh. I hate it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> this isn't something that we get to talk about a lot, which I'm really excited that I came across this. The Snallygaster has one widely known enemy Ooh. called the Dwayo. What? Yeah. So it's another, like, spooky creature? Yeah. I love it. So I'm really, like, immediately in my head, I'm like, Snallygaster versus Dwayo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next Sharknado. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so the Dwayo, which I'd never heard of. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Well baffling to me because we live it like this is a north american (laughs) monster yeah we live in the same country as this monster yeah and not even it's not even like like we're in the midwest but it's not it's not like we're in california and the snallygaster is on the east coast like we're pretty close yeah we're like (laughs) three states away from being there yeah it's yeah so it's fucked up and like i've been to the appalachian mountains before never heard same, Which me is too. Annoying. Dolly Parton never talked about them, so thanks a lot, Dolly. Thanks a lot, Dolly. <laughs> Just kidding, I love you. Yeah, I know you're the best. <laughs> if you're listening to this, we still love you. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so the Dwayo is a mammalian biped with features similar to a wolf. What? Mm-hmm. But the stance and stature of a human. <gasps> it's like the dog man. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Dwayo and the Snallygaster have reportedly had vicious encounters dating back to early settlement of the Middle Middletown Valley, which I don't know what that is. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, that is the only information I could find on that, uh... Oh, on that rivalry? Yeah, on that rivalry, that's, that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, but I'll look into it more. I love that. Because I'm really interested in it. Yeah, because, like, most creatures that we hear about or learn about, like, Mm -hmm. it's only humans, like, interacting with them. yeah. Or being eaten by them. Yeah, yeah. You know, what have you. Yeah. Or snatched. Yeah, being snatched by it, being yeah. screamed at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, having another creature. And like, not even ooh. like a regular animal. It's like a, yeah. a cryptid, another cryptid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
So for years, the Snallygaster lived only on the pages of folklore until 1909, when stories of the beast began to appear in newspapers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Encounters between local residents and the winged creature in February and March 1909 described it as having enormous wings, mm-hmm. a long pointed bill, Ugh. claws like steel hooks. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no. And an eye in the center of its forehead. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. that's, yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> it took that's a while to get there. But yeah. uh, further, it was said to make screeches, like a locomotive whistle, Oh, which is horrifying yeah. coming out of a, a creature. Yeah. That sounds like a pterodactyl noise, you know? Yeah. But better. <laughs> I can't, it's just a whistle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ooh, man. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's 1909, so there's not, like, electricity, like, not widespread electricity, especially in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it still isn't widespread <laughs> electricity in the Appalachian Mountains. So it must be, like, it's pitch black mm. when you hear, like, the flapping of giant wings. <gasps> no. And then, like, the slithering of tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's razor-sharp meat hook. <laughs> Claws. Coming to get you. <laughs> Scraping on your front door. They land on the roof of your oh, barn. Oh, no. The seven-pointed star didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear a train whistle. <laughs> You're like, we don't have any railroads around here. Oh, my oh, god! Oh, my god. So it's really scary. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 1909. Not a lot going on in yeah. your normal life. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you'd almost be, like, happy. Like, oh, finally, something new. A Snallygaster. <laughs> Tom got killed by the Snallygaster yesterday. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Some news. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, February 1909 article claimed that a man had been seized by the winged creature, which proceeded to sink its teeth into his jugular, and drain the body of blood before dropping it along a hillside. <laughs> Which is very rude. Use ya and lose ya. <laughs> Reminds me of those eagles um, who pick up goats on the mountains and oh then like, throw them against the side. Just drop them. them. Which is yeah. so rude. <laughs> Instead of like actually killing them. Yeah, you like know. be humane about it. You have a <laughs> right. really sharp talons uh-huh. and instead they just like throw them up they pick them up which is scary enough i'm sure yeah and then they just throw just them wrong. against the rocks to kill them that way mm-hmm. like why yeah come on that's mean yeah <laughs> anyway um the story was carried prominently in middletown maryland's valley register which is a terrible name for a newspaper uh, yeah <laughs> and soon spread far and wide so much so that the Smithsonian Institute offered a reward for the hide. What? Uh-huh. The Smithsonian? The Smithsonian, the most museum of museums. Yes. Was like, we want this Snallygaster, <laughs> and we want it now. <laughs> I, I wonder like what, how much they offered in a reward. Yeah. Because it's like... Well, at that... Well, what year was that? 1909. I mean, like, $200 probably, and that was like... Two million dollars yeah. now. Okay, so not only did the Smithsonian want 
the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. But U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> reportedly yes! considered postponing an international trip to personally hunt the beast. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I did not know that about Teddy. Dang. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, if I were president, I would just be like, "Mm, meet dignitaries, no thanks. I'm going to go find Bigfoot. Right. (laughs) Which is why you would never be elected president. (laughs) We'll have to ask the American people. (laughs) That's probably why they made it so expensive to be president. Oh my gosh. You have to pay like... Millions of dollars to even consider running. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so, this, I mean, can you imagine being on Teddy Roosevelt's like cabinet or something? And he's like, you know what? Fuck this trip. I want the Snallygaster. I want it on my wall. <laughs> I want to be the one to catch it. <laughs> I'm the best hunter in the United States. And you just have to be like, okay, you're the president. I literally can't say no. (laughs) So you're going to do it anyways. (laughs) I kind of want to see where it goes from there. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Bye. God. Um, So not only did it appear in Maryland, Mm -hmm. it also showed up in New Jersey. And it was reported that its footprints were discovered in the snow. (gasps) Ew, yeah. like giant talon prints? Yeah, like mm. gigantic bird feet. Ugh, no thank you. Yeah. In West Virginia, it was said that the flying beast almost caught a woman near Scrabble, which is apparently a city or a town. That's amazing. Scrabble. Ridiculous. Where are you from, Scrabble? <laughs> That's it. You, you can keep going. <laughs> um, it was found roosting in a farmer's barn. Mm. And had laid an egg the size of a barrel near Sharpsburg, which is also apparently in West Virginia. <laughs> Where do you live? Uh, about halfway between Scrabble and Sharpsburg. God. Oh, West Virginia. God. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But the size of a barrel. <laughs> That's an egg. Insane. The size of a barrel. That's yeah. like a Godzilla egg. Think about that goddamn baby. Oh, my That'd God. That'd be huge. Ooh. Oh. Think about eating that egg. <laughs> <laughs> It'd take you days. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Mm. The biggest hard-boiled egg you've ever eaten. Oh, my gosh. I mean. <laughs> Just imagine you, like, reaching your hand out and digging into the hard-boiled egg. Like, just putting pieces of it in your mouth. <laughs> right. Just grab a handful of egg. <laughs> Yuck. It'll save a town from starvation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's fucked up. Um, and then we have a man in Castown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. He wrote a letter to the Valley Register telling of a strange creature that flew over his area, making mm-hmm. terrible screeching noises. Ooh. <laughs> Um, he described it as having two huge wings, a large horny head, mm. and a tail 20 feet long. So, like, what? These di- it's the biggest fucking thing you've ever seen. Um, in Maryland, it was first sighted by a man who operated a brick-burning kiln near Cumberland. Mm. 
It was spied near the kiln sleeping, which is cute. Oh. Um, and when it awoke, it emitted a blood-curdling scream and Ooh. angrily flew away, okay, which is less cute. Way less cute. <laughs> it was also sighted near Hagerstown, south of Middletown, at Lover's Leap. Ooh. And seen flying over the mountains between Gapland and Burkittsville, where it was reported to have laid another very large egg. <laughs> Uh, the last sighting in Frederick County occurred in March 1909. So this is all in like one month period. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, where, Epidemic. Yeah. God. <laughs> Can you imagine working at the newspaper and being like, I saw the snally gas. And be like, oh my God. Another guy saw the snally gas. <laughs> yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> you didn't know what a snally was last week. <laughs> um. So, okay, so the last sighting in March 1909 was when three men fought the creature outside a railroad station for nearly an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods of Carroll County. I call bullshit on that one. Yeah. There's no fucking way. No, because it you wouldn't even be a fight. It would just destroy you. Yeah, like there, it has so many ways to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's octopus tentacles. <laughs> it's it's sharp metal lined beak. Ooh. It's talons. It's meat hook talons. Ugh. Yeah, no, you'd be dead in a second, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's no way these yeah, three right. guys. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a a a um a dueo can't even. Defeat it. Yeah, I don't think three regular dudes are gonna win either. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so afterwards, there were no more sightings of the creature for the next twenty-three years. Oh wow! At which time it once again appeared in Frederick County, Maryland. <gasps> the first report said the bird was seen just below South Mountain in Washington County. It was surmised at the time that as the life expectancy of a snally caster was estimated at about 20 years. Who would know? How did anyone estimate that? (laughs) No. (laughs) The new sightings were from the offspring of the 1909 creature. So it was one of the two eggs. Little babies. Or maybe both. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever happened to the... A barrel-sized egg doesn't just disappear. I don't know, Maybe it hatched. Maybe it hatched. Well, but someone would be watching it. People watch, like, robins laying eggs all the time. That's true. Like... But, yeah, so I guess, I mean, what's, like, the incubation period for the egg? <laughs> right? How did someone not notice a snallygaster in their barn? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. We'll have to do some more research. <laughs> <laughs> so, 20 years after the 1909 stuff happened... The Middletown Valley Register requested that local residents who spied the creature should provide as accurate and detailed a description as possible for scientific purposes. Fair. Yeah. Which they should have done in the first place. Oh, yeah. Why weren't they doing that immediately? (laughs) Two residents soon reported having seen it just east of Braddock Heights, flying about 25 feet overhead, confirming the descriptions published the previous week. Mm Mm-hmm. The next thing heard of the Snallygaster is that it had died in Washington <gasps> County when it was overcome by the fumes of a moonshine still. What? Yeah. And it fell from the sky into the 2,500-gallon vat of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Then where is it? Right? Where is, if you, this is true, <laughs> who has that Snallygaster right now? 
Did they keep it in the alcohol to Ew. preserve it? Did they continue making the alcohol? Yeah. Did the they drink gas- it anyway? No. Snallygaster liquor. Ugh, gross. Get drunk faster with Snallygaster. Stop. I should be in marketing, right? <laughs> I'm like pretty much Don Draper. That's what he did, right? Yeah. Advertising I was stuff. like, who? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just him now. Yeah, so. that's, um, you gotta start smoking and, like, <laughs> abusing women. And... <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That doesn't sound super fun. Leading a double life. Ooh, I'm back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after you said that one very clever thing, you should be in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so according to the story, revenue agents soon arrived and destroyed both the bat... And the carcass <gasps> of the beast. There it is. That's yeah. men in black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what a revenue agent is? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because they it call sounds... themselves revenue agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I want to be a revenue agent. Except I wouldn't want to destroy that stuff. I'd be no, like, I'd be like yeah, yeah, sure. I'll destroy it. Yeah, I burned it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take the corpse into your car. <laughs> right. Just me walking into a house full of dead cryptids. <laughs> My family. <laughs> um, so after that happened, there were no appearances since. Oh my gosh. Wow. However, mm-hmm. um, when I looked this up on Google, I found a video. It's not a video of the Sally Gaster, so I'm so sorry. You got really Yeah, excited. I did get super yeah. excited. <laughs> But she, like, deflated when I said it's <laughs> not of the Snallygaster. She was so upset. I am. <laughs> um, so the video is of a show on Destination America called Mountain Monsters, which I'd never heard of Me before. neither. Um, and it's just four bearded dudes who look like they're from the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> and they have investigated a claim that the Snallygaster had eaten someone's dog. And this guy got photos of it. No! Yeah, I'm don't in. get too excited. Um, I don't know what happened in the show, but I'm gonna play the video for you right okay. now. Cool, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, says, uh, it gives a warning, like, do not attempt. And I'm immediately like, I'm going to attempt this right now. We're in Preston County, West Ooh. Virginia, and we're going after the Snallygaster. The Snallygaster was first sighted in the mid-1700s. This is a the German immigrants called it a Schnellergeist, which means quick spirit. This Schnellergeist is one bad demon, either from the sky or on the ground. I think this is what killed my dog. <laughs> Holy... Man, look at that thing. Look at the wingspread. It's huge. Man. I think it's bigger than what we thought it was. Hell yes. And it's standing up. On the ground. On the ground. Where? That's a bad part to the puzzle, guys. Let me see that other Um, no. It looks like a tarp. Holy <laughs> damn. It looks like a smudge in the picture. Some creatures terrify oh, my lord. I believe the son of a bitch is bigger than what we thought it was. It's probably just a pollen tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After seeing Ty's photos of the Snallygaster, I actually believe he has a larger wingspread than 20 feet. This and he may be in that 8 to 10 crapper. foot tall range. <laughs> He's definitely 800 pounds plus. You think that's what you're talking about? That's the Snallygaster. Yeah, yeah, that's the Snallygaster for sure. Oh, that yeah. may be the first pictures ever taken of him. 
Those are great pictures, man. Oh, yeah. great pictures. We don't know anything. Those are great pictures. We, we got a lot of work to do, guys. Yeah. Thanks, it's guys. literally... We've had two sightings of the Snallygaster <laughs> within a half a mile of each other. So we oh. know he's in this area. We now have a great place to set our trap. That's it. Oh my gosh. Um, That's I'm, insane. I'm I need guessing, to see the rest. I know. I'm guessing that uh, since I haven't heard about them successfully trapping the Snallygaster, it didn't work out. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like Ghost Adventures. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, did you hear this? And it's like, Meh. And they're like, it just said, leave me alone. <laughs> you know? It's not real. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, anyway. so anyway, so there's a show. I want to watch the entire episode because mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how it turned out. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Interesting. I'm upset. If, like, if, if it really is dead, then I'm upset. But, like, there were two mm-hmm. eggs, mm-hmm. so it makes me hopeful. But, like, we One boy, one girl? Have... Make more snelly asters? Brother, sister? Could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, well. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, where did the first Snallygaster, how did the first Snallygaster get pregnant? Like, how many are there actually out there? There would have to be, like, a full... At least five? Thing. <laughs> a full thing. <laughs> like, a full grouping. I don't know. A, it's like chicken a and egg situation. <laughs> so, when you Google Snallygaster, mm-hmm. not only do, like, the legends come up, but... A bunch of Harry Potter stuff comes up too because it's also in the Harry Potter world. Yes, like yeah. in um, Fantastic Beasts kind of thing. Were you about to say Fast and Furious? <laughs> Fast and Furious. Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> uh, maybe. Fast and Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, just like that. Nice. Um, so it is as famous as Loch Ness. In the Harry Potter world. Whoa. And is often competing with Nessie for most publicity hungry beasts. Yeah. <laughs> Since 1949, the Snallygaster Protection League has been stationed in Maryland to obliviate any muggles who see it. Oh my gosh. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's all that information they had. Here's a photo. What? <laughs> or not a photo. It's a rendering. <laughs> yeah. It looks like something it's, from... Oh no. The tentacles are coming out of the mouth? Yeah. There's a person. Oh. And it's claws. <laughs> like this is a very poor Yeah. This looks like a Monty picture. Python picture. But it does. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's the very best cutie. one that I could find though. <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh. So that's it. It's um probably the best creature that I've ever talked about. I really like it. I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out more about the Dwayo and the Snallygaster and what yeah. their beef is about. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. That's it. I like it. I'm done. Thank you. It's fantastic. It's just scary enough. Yeah. But also, like, dumb. It was just nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it had any other name, I think I would have been a lot more scared. But, oh, like, yeah. saying Snallygaster over and over is so funny. <laughs> You automatically like get like the most disgusting A's. <laughs> snally gaster. Snally gaster. Snally gaster. I had a snally gaster of a time. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is the mopping wari. Mopping wari. <laughs> did you look up how to say it? Yes, you did. I have it on here. It says mopping wari. So it does. Mopping worry. Mopping worry. Sounds uh, not like Spanish, but no. it's in Brazil, <laughs> so like, we're not even Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. 
Nothing. So, um, so anyway, so deep in the Brazilian rainforest, mm. there's believed to live a giant creature. You've done Brazil twice this week. I know. I mean, <laughs> twice this in a while. In the <laughs> you've done Brazil twice. I know. It was funny <laughs> when I was looking when I was researching this. Mm-hmm. You know, googling it, like you said. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found this website that was talking about it, and it was like, actually, this area is rife with like interesting folklore, yeah. including the Boto Dolphin. And I was like, oh, I know that. <laughs> so that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, throwback, if you will. So <laughs> last episode. Right. <laughs> uh, so up up to 10 feet tall, the Mopping Wari <laughs> is similar to a giant land sloth. <gasps> it is covered in long, shaggy hair. Nice. Uh, and it mostly walks on all fours but sometimes will stand on its hind legs while approaching humans. Yeah, so that's cool. (laughs) Wait, is it 10 feet tall when it's standing on its hind legs? When it's standing on its hind legs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not just, not like 20 feet tall. It'd be horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Size of my house. Um, So anyway, and it has one, it's said to have one large eye, Right in the middle, like a cyclops. Nice. Also, like a same. Uh, um, Snaggletooth is what I was going to say. I already forgot what it is. Snally Gasper. I had to think of it too. <laughs> <laughs> Literally two minutes ago. Um, so it has one eye in the center of its head and a second mouth <laughs> on its stomach, <laughs> which emits a putrid smell. I'll bet. Like, ooh, yum. <laughs> This guy is great. Oh, sounds cute. <laughs> no. uh, when you said giant sloth, I was like, okay. I like that. Cool, yeah. Yeah, but then it's, it went downhill mm-hmm. really fast. <laughs> no, it's not like a normal sloth. It's a scary sloth. Not a normal sloth, not a scary sloth. <laughs> oh my god, okay, I'm sorry. Go so, its name, uh, Mappingwari, mm-hmm. translates to uh, either roaring animal... Or fetid beast, which also I had to look up the word fetid because I'm awful, and it's and I'm like (laughs) if I were to read something that had that word, I would just be like, "Mm, that's a negative word, and that's all I need to know. (laughs) You know, when you're reading something, I do the same thing. I used when I was younger, I used to be really good about looking up words that I didn't know. Yeah. And I was I never good at that. I sure. think it's because of um, like our literature classes in like middle school. Mm-hmm. They had like the special words and the stories. Like they were highlighted, maybe. Yeah, we had vocabulary lists and <laughs> like whatever. However, it happened, we had those words and we had to look them up and know what they meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> me too. And I was just like, context clues were enough for me. I was yeah. like, oh, this is a good word or a bad word, or it probably means this because yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But um, it's getting better now because I okay. have my Kindle. Ooh. So like you can literally just click on a word and then it's like, do you want to define this or highlight it? And yes. I'm like, I want to define it, please. Thank you. <laughs> but then it's bad again because I immediately forget. <laughs> You need to make a journal, a word journal. <laughs> me too. I need to write down everything that happens to me because I just I forget. Because two days later, it's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had a full day at work today, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, right. I took a nap and forgot all of it. <laughs> I, I was working with um, a coworker um, that I hadn't seen for a while, a couple mm-hmm. of days ago, 
Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, this is almost as bad as that one time that you, Julie, um, got, like, that weird stomach flu. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yes. Like, whatever, three months ago, I had a really bad stomach flu. You're right. And I had already forgotten about oh it. My, my coworker knew more about my life than I did. <laughs> so that was cool. It's not good. I know. Why is that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's bad. I think it's, like, too much stuff all the time. Like, yeah. always on your phone. Like, yeah, you're not using your brain enough, really. Yeah. Um, my brain's constantly occupied, but I'm not, like, actually using it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. It's bad. Oh, my God. Um, what was... Oh, but anyway, <laughs> so I looked up the word fetid because I was like, I should know what this means. Yeah. Um, and it means that something is smelling extremely unpleasant. So, yeah. in case you're wondering, a fetid beast would be a disgusting smelling monster. Yeah. Um, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so they they are also known. This is great huh. to scream into the night. Good for no goddamn reason. <laughs> From which mouth? <laughs> oh, I assume the top mouth, but who knows? Does the bottom mouth? Do they have like another vocal cord set <laughs> with the bottom mouth? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. It didn't say. It was Probably just like, not. oh, it has another mouth, and that and was it all. It smells really bad. Yeah, it smells yeah. terrible. So you can't reach it to brush his teeth uh, down uh, there, right? Mm-mm. Well, yes, you could. It could. It's just lazy. Yeah, it's true. It's a sloth. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of lazy. It's a um, definition of lazy. <laughs> it's literally a deadly sin. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, and then also, virtually all throughout history, there mm-hmm. have been documented sightings. Of this creature, which is really cool, too. It's yeah. not just, like, popping up. Not just a couple centuries like mine. <laughs> or, like, the dog man, where it, like, popped up in, like, 1985. <laughs> right. First time, you know? Almost in our lifetimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, unlike other cryptids, uh, instead of running from people when they see people, they have been known to attack. Oh, good. And they will even start hunting oh. the people who are hunting them. So, like, if you're like, ooh, I'm going to go down to Brazil, I'm going to try and find a Mopingwari. Mopingwari. Um, <laughs> and then it, if it finds out that you're looking for it, mm-hmm. it'll be like, mm, now I look for you. In Brazil. In Brazil. <laughs> Mopingwari. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So messed up. Right? I love it though. Um, and so actually, um, Marcio Souza, who's a prominent Brazilian novelist and, and playwright, um, who has also studied like folklore in Brazil. Nice. Um, he says, quote, often the Mopingwari gets revenge on people who transgress, who go where they shouldn't go, or harvest more animals or plants than they can consume. Or if they set cruel traps. So, kind Ooh, of nice. Kind of a social justice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Bobby <laughs> Ward. He's a fighter for the people. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I know, I love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, unfortunately though, if they attack... Mm-hmm. They have 
thick, thick skin oh, underneath their shaggy fur, Gross. which makes it impenetrable oh, my God. to arrows or bullets. In fact, one of the most reliable early sightings was made in the late 19th century by Ramon Lista, who was an Argentinian soldier and explorer, and it eventually became like a governor of an area in Argentina. <laughs> so while riding in Santa Cruz, he saw a shaggy, red-haired creature Gross. run across the road ahead of him. Instead of letting it be, like a normal good person... It's a shaggy, red-haired, ten-foot creature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giant oh. thing. Oh my yeah. god. No thanks. Yeah. Um, I would ignore... Like, I would immediately be like... I didn't see that. Like, hmm, no, hmm, I'd rather not remember this one. You know, this is probably get to work, I don't need to remember this. Why don't we just get rid of that one? We'll save more room for Avril Lavigne lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Good. Um, okay. So, while riding in Santa Cruz, he saw a shaggy, red-haired creature run across the road ahead of him. Mm -hmm. He shot at the animal and was amazed that the bullets bounced off of its skin. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, gross. When you have a gun, you kind of assume that, like, it'll work. Right? You're like, well, this is, like, the killing machine. Like, of course. That's how you kill things. According to lore... The only way to kill a mapping wari is to shoot it in the head, where the skin is the thinnest. So, oh, in case no. you see it, that's where to right between to do. its eye. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you realizing where the sentence was going. <laughs> so, scientists. You would assume would throw this idea away, this myth, and be like, blah, 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 blah. there's no way this is alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, no, they do not. Um, Good. It is, <laughs> right. I'm just like, this is Bigfoot. This is the Bigfoot of South America. <laughs> it's probably real. So it is thought that the Mappingwari uh, could be more than just a myth. And scientists mm. think that it could actually be a prehistoric creature that has somehow continued to thrive in the Amazon. Ooh, I love it. Mm, yeah. How? So thousands of years ago, mm. um, there were these giant ground sloths um, uh-huh. that were called a megatherium. Which sounds, sounds like a medicine. I know. That's a ridiculous <laughs> name. Like, like a... Like like in a really bad sci-fi movie, like, gotta protect the megatherium. <laughs> Don't let it get into the hands of Dr. Evil. <laughs> yes. Megatherium. <laughs> With this amount of megatherium, I can take over the world. So it's like something like, like the Trump would do, like... <laughs> We would believe it exists. And mm-hmm. it's like, we have all the megatherium. Ew, God. <laughs> oh my God. It's yeah. huge. The megatherium is huge. It's huge. Oh my God. God, I hate that song. Gross. So much. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so oh. back to megatherium. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. So 
the interesting thing is that most of the fossils of megatherium are found in the Amazon, uh, which is exactly where all of these myths are are centered. In. Right, right. Um, oh yeah. So this man called Glenn Shepard Jr., who is an American ethnobiologist and anthropologist, uh, based in Manaus, Manaus, Manaus. This place. Um, said he I was just, like <laughs> casually shrugged, like I don't fucking know. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Um, I've seen that place, like, twice in this thing, so it's probably a much bigger city than we are making Sorry. it up to <laughs> Sorry, man, knows. Can't even pronounce it. Is there, like, a, is there the thing over the end? Nope. Oh. It's just M-A-N-A-U-S. So that would be, like, hands. <laughs> Manios. Manos. No, just man, manis. Manos? Manos. I don't know. I don't know. Manos. I don't know. This <laughs> is... Anyway, so, so you looked up me- there. Ugh, I forgot the name of the... Megatherium. No, the other one. The the actual name of the slot. Mappingwari. Na- you looked up the pronunciation for that, but not the city. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I care way more about this mythical creature than about this actual real city. <laughs> Don't you know me at all? <laughs> no, you're right. That is on brand. Right. <laughs> Thanks. TM. All oh, right. Um, so he, Glenn Shepard Jr., uh, said he was Such among the skeptics. <laughs> yeah. Until 1997, when he was doing research about local wildlife among the Michi. Oh, gosh, I've looked this. <laughs> <laughs> the Machiguenga people um, of the far western Amazon in Peru. Um, And tribal members all mentioned a fearsome sloth-like creature that inhabited a hilly forested area in their territory. And then Dr. Shepard said, The clincher that really blew me away came when a member of the tribe remarked matter-of-factly that he had also seen a Mapinguari in the Natural History Museum in Lima. Dr. Shepard checked, and the museum has a diorama with a model of a giant prehistoric ground sloth. Oh my so god! So he was like, "Ding! Like it's still alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> still alive. I see." <laughs> <laughs> Which also would mean that um, in that case, the sloth is probably just a big giant sloth, and probably has two eyes and no weird mouth on its stomach. <laughs> I don't know, but why would they say <laughs> that? One of those blurred lines where you're like, mm, does it really have just one eye and a mouth? Why would they mouths? say <laughs> one <laughs> eye and yeah, a mouth? Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> he switched it all up. Two mouths and one eye? That don't make well, a lick of sense. Why would they say that it has a mouth where its stomach is? Mm. Like, does mm-hmm. it have udders? <laughs> do they not know what udders I don't are? Know. Of course they do. There are cows. Yeah. <laughs> they know what cows they know are. what udders are. <laughs> but, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. So, anyway. Is so, it just like seeing something and being like, what the fuck was that? And then your mind being like, it, it was had mouth. one eye. <laughs> 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 there was a mouth on its stomach. <laughs> mm hmm. To eat you. Right? Like, that's very weird. It smelled really bad. Yeah. It had real bad breath out of its second mouth. (laughs) 
filthy. Ew. Filthy. Oh my god. Um, so supposedly these creatures were went extinct thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. But who knows? They're still there. They're still there. I mean, and they've evolved in a weird way. <laughs> exactly. I love it when there's kind of science stuff with it. Just Me like too. how Bigfoot, you're like, hmm, probably he exists, you know? Of course. Probably not. Just the how you're like, he exists. <laughs> <laughs> he does. You assuming that everyone thinks that, even though I'm pretty sure it's the opposite. Um... Not the listeners of this podcast. After they've talked to me, they'll believe. (laughs) So, (laughs) you got me there. Anyway, back to um, some sightings. So, I have a couple sightings, which are kind of fun. Okay. Um, In 1975, a miner named uh, Mario Pereira de Souza claimed he saw a Mapinguari at. A mining camp along the Rio <laughs> Jamu. <laughs> Jam- <laughs> when you said miner, I immediately was like, oh, uh, he's it's not of age yet. <laughs> Why would that matter? What's Why would you just say mind? a child? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so in a mining camp in somewhere in Brazil. Uh, says that he heard a scream oh, and turned to see a huge creature advancing towards him on its hind legs. <gasps> oh my god! Right? Oh, I forgot it goes up at its hind legs. It goes legs. up and it's only oh, when it's god. approaching. Well, I mean, we've only seen it, so only humans have seen it that have written right because other so. things can't write exactly. I'm sure <laughs> other animals have seen it, but um, yeah, no, obviously. So then he remembers the creature's awful stench. Sure, that's cool. So this one's kind of weird. A group of Kanamari uh, Indians in the Rio... How did I not look any of these up? I'm sorry. In the Rio Jerua Valley state that they raised two Mabingwaris on bananas and milk. (laughs) Sounds delicious. Yum. I Um, love bananas. Right? Just like into like a smoothie. Which mouth do they feed it in? Ew. <laughs> so they, <laughs> if they have two mouths, do they still just have one stomach? I, I have no idea. And if, <laughs> so many questions. If it's down there, then how does it like get... Because like, if you're eating something, then of course it travels to your stomach. But if your mouth is on your stomach, how does it even travel there? It's just right. Like It's just a just hole. Like, it just goes directly into your stomach. <laughs> it doesn't digest yeah. at all. <laughs> Um, maybe it's a thing, like, weird flaps of skin that look like a mouth. Ew. Maybe, I wonder, when I was reading this, I was like, maybe it's just a marsupial. Oh, it's just a pouch? Yeah, and they just, just no one knew what that meant. Yeah. Because, like, if it's a giant thing and you saw a pouch, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh my god, that's a pouch. Yeah. Be like, oh my gosh, that's a mouth. (laughs) It would be like, oh god, it stinks. (laughs) Must (laughs) must be bad breath. You. Um, so they okay. They raised it on bananas and milk. They say they released the creatures after about two years because their stench had become too much to bear. Did they wash them? I don't know. It does not say. Because if they didn't, if they're keeping them, it's like pets, and mm-hmm. you don't wash them, then that's your own damn. Fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. Or I wonder if 
they just have such a bad natural stench. Uh, yeah, like their whole body, like they have that shaggy fur and stuff. Yeah. Because some sloths will get like mold on their back and stuff because they move so slowly Sick. or like algae, not algae. Not algae. Mold. Something like that. Mold or moss right. and stuff. Moss. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's gross. Gross. But these guys sound like they walk a lot faster. Yeah, especially if they can walk on two legs. Yeah, yeah, right? Hmm. Um, But anyway, so no one seems to know what happened to these mopping waris after they were released. Whatever. Who knows? Um, Discover Magazine ran a story about a Brazilian man who had supposedly encountered a mopping wari. Manuel Vitorino Pinheiro dos Santos. Nice. An experienced hunter heard a blood-curdling scream while moving through the Amazon. Oh, my God. Hiding in a river. <laughs> in a river? In a river, just, like, eyes poking out, probably. Sloth eyes poking <laughs> <laughs> out. Um, probably just standing up in the yeah. river. Oh, no, no, but he, he was hiding. Oh, he was hiding yeah. in the river. Hiding in a river. I need to, because yeah, it's one of those dumb sentences. Heading in a river, Manuel <laughs> heard the scream a further four times as the creature slowly moved away. So I think he was, I think he hid in the river. He was hidden in the river, hunting something, Mm -hmm. and then he heard these screams. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. First of all. (laughs) Really? I would never hide in a river to hunt something. Right. Especially the Amazon. Yeah, there's so many things in that river. Full of crocodiles. Yeah. And And photo dolphins. And, you know, weird piranha. Mm. I'm a piranha from, from the, the Amazon. Amazon. Thank you, Fanny <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> now I know where those fish are from. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, can you imagine, even, even if you're not hunting, mm-hmm. like, hunters are probably used to being scared, and, you know, they're in, like, this weird mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hearing a, freak. a scre- Yeah, freak mindset. Mm-hmm. Hearing a scream... A blood-curdling scream? Yeah. In the jungle? Yeah. No, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. And then to find out, like, you're like, oh, maybe it's just, like, a person screwing around. But then to find out that it was actually a ten-foot-tall giant sloth <laughs> with a weird mouth on its stomach that wants to eat you or wants to kill you, that at least. is definitely it's looking for you. Definitely aggressive. Oh, um, God. Yeah, I know. It's horrifying. Uh, so I have one more story. Oh, good. Uh, Giovaldo Caridiana, <laughs> uh-huh. 27, nice. a member of the Caridiana tribe, mm-hmm. claims to have seen one in 2004 as he was hunting in the jungle near an area that his tribe calls the Cave of the Mappingwari. So, like, duh, you're going to see one if it has that name. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and he said, quote, uh, it was coming toward the village and was making a big noise. He, he said in a recent interview in the tribe's <laughs> reservation in the western Amazon, uh, it stopped when it got near me, and that's when the bad smell made me dizzy and tired. <gasps> I fainted. Oh, my God. From the smell. Oh, yeah. And when I came to, the Mapingwari was gone. I immediately, in my head, I finished your sentence for you, and I was like, the Mapingwari was standing right over me. <laughs> Staring at me. His mouth was looking at me. His lower His mouth. His mouth. <laughs> drooling on me. <laughs> okay, so then um, his father, Giovaldo's father, Lucas, um, confirmed his son's account. He said that when his son took him back to the site of the encounter, he saw a cleared pathway where the creature had departed, 
um, as if a boulder had rolled through and knocked down all the trees and vines. So something big was going. Hmm. So I will say that Mr. Souza, who is that playwright guy, Mm -hmm. he counts himself among those who believe the Mapinguari is a myth. What? And... The deforestation of the Amazon has accelerated so rapidly over the last generation, he argues, oh, no. that if the creature really existed, there would have been some sort of close encounter of the third kind by now, oh, is what he said it. No. Yeah, which is also real sad. Yeah, thanks a lot, humans. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, sad. But yeah. who knows? I mean, maybe there's still some hidden mopinguaries around. Uh, I have a couple of quick pictures. Nice. This one is a statue in rural Rio Branco, Brazil. Oh my god. It's one eye. Nice. A piggy pig nose. And a second mouth. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Right? That's not at all what I was picturing. And then this is a picture, which is adorable, of a megatherium. 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 Um, oh which is, looks adorable. It has long little tongue. Just <laughs> little, 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 little. Um, so very cute. <laughs> Not it's at all like, like a beaver on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I guess maybe it's just a tail. I don't know. It doesn't look yeah. like a sloth. No. Well, it has little sloth hands. Yeah. But otherwise, but like its yeah. face definitely looks like a something. <laughs> like a something else. Like a, it's like a horse like mixed a capybara. with a capybara. Capybara. Yeah. Nice. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you. So anyway, that is a Mopinguari, and I like them. They seem fun. I do too. They also seem um, believable. I believe it now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just believe whenever I'm about. <laughs> sure. like, I'm like, all right. I don't know enough about it to dispute it. <laughs> exactly. Same. I'm like, well, it must exist. If people have thought that it exists, then it must exist. I didn't go for to school for that, <laughs> right? so I don't know. And there was something else about the Mopinguari where it was like, I don't know. I didn't <clears throat> add it in, but it was like. Um, like, all these different tribes that were really far away that didn't ever talk to each other all had the same story, in which, like, we see all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, there might be some sort of bit of truth to it. Mm-hmm. So, why not? I believe it. Doesn't hurt. I believe they're real now. <laughs> Two more animals on my list. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, that's that it. That is fun. We have both had really good, fun yeah. uh, creatures. I like it a lot. <laughs> Me too. Um, so we have a couple of, like, little superstition, eye superstitions, mm-hmm. which whenever I feel like, I feel like whoever is listening to this, I hope you're not thinking, like, iRobot or iPhone whenever we say things. Oh, shit. Like, because, um, eye, <laughs> I, I superstitions. Eye I zombie. Eye zombie, yes, exactly. <laughs> which is a dumb name for a good show. Um, it is. So anyway, so here's a couple superstitions. Um, so few superstitions are as globally pervasive as that of the evil eye. Mm. As with all folklore, the evil eye takes on unique elements depending on the culture in which it is expressed. However, the general belief at its core is that glances caused by jealousy, envy, or frustration can have calamitous (laughs) results. Ooh, good word. Calamitous. I know what that means. You don't need to look that one up. Uh, uh, Results for their object of intention. This superstition probably originated from ancient Greek and Roman... uh, What? Physiologic. There we go. Uh, Greek and Roman physiologic concepts that the eye made vision possible by directing light and energy toward... 
by directing light and energy outward onto objects rather than receiving and processing it within. Which is fair. Right? Like, I think I would have cool. been like, oh, yeah, that's how it works. Or I never would have thought about it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I, I would have never thought about it. I still don't sure. understand. <laughs> uh, so thus, the eye was considered to have considerable power, which could be harnessed for maliciousness. Oh. The widespread nature of the evil eye belief, which can be found in a majority of countries, led to theories that it is an intrinsic universal fear that developed independently worldwide. See, all yep. those different cultures mm -hmm. believe the same thing. In recent years, though, anthropological research has traced its likely origins to ancient Indo-European and Semitic cultures, with its eventual spread by Alexander the Great, of course, That's and other military <laughs> conquerors. Um, it is now most commonly associated with Mediterranean cultures and their former colonial outposts in the West. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. I like it. So, <laughs> another measure of the evil eye's influence on our world is the cultural artifacts that it has played a role in generating. Mm. Because brides are considered a natural target of envious glances, mm. the veil was said to have been developed as a means of warding off unwanted spells. Oh, yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. I'd never heard that before. Me neither. Mm. Um, matching bridesmaids' gowns to, like, trick people. I love that. And the throwing of rice and carrying of the bride over the threshold have all been offered as tricks to misdirect this ocular evil. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that weird? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Newborn boys were of particular value in ancient cultures. You. Right. And therefore often the source of tremendous envy and ill will. Oh, hmm. To counteract the evil eye, protective amulets with blue beads were often placed around their bodies, which is dangerous. <laughs> to put, It's dangerous to put beads around the body of a newborn baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of deaths. <laughs> um, this act linked the color blue to the male gender, hmm. an association whose frustratingly enduring nature will be evident to anyone who has ever set foot in a children's clothing store. Um, yeah. <laughs> garbage. Um, even the modern RX symbol found on prescriptions can probably be traced to the Egyptian Eye of Horus symbol. I know Horus. Mm -hmm. You know the eye that, that it's talking about? You... The one with like it's an eye and then it has like a loopy at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's a weird um, hawk guy thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. um, this comes from a myth about protection against evil. As the symbol mutated over time, it was taken up by Roman physicians as the symbol RX we know today. Interesting. So if you look at a picture of, like, RX and then the eye, it looks, you can kind of, like, oh, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense, because the RX, like, what, that doesn't stand yeah. for anything, yeah, and it's, it's like, just weird. Yeah, what the hell does this mean? Right. I've always bothered. It's like an ampersand where you're like, what? Why? <laughs> where? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, less pervasive than the evil eye, but nearly as impressive on global reach are the many superstitions surrounding twitching in the eye. My eye twitches all the time. Me too. <laughs> Is it evil? We'll see. Okay. Uh, Chinese, Indian, Hawaiian, Cameroonian, and Nigerian folklore all regard involuntary spasms of the eye to portend life-changing events, 
such as a death in the family, the arrival of money, and childbirth. Mm. Interesting. I have none of those things. <laughs> uh, more foreboding implications are usually attributed to twitches of the left eye oh, rather than the right. Hmm. In China, this superstition reaches its most elaborate expression, where the implications of each unintentional flutter are read differently depending on the hour of the day. Oh my god. Hmm. If your eyelid twitches at 4 a.m., it might mean joy is around the corner, whereas the same action at noon could spell imminent disaster. Oh my god. Ooh, I feel like it should be the other way around. Right? 4 a.m. is not a good time for your eyelid. No, twitch. you shouldn't be awake. Go to sleep. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, in modern medicine, involuntary episodes of eyelid spasm, eye closure, and enhanced spontaneous blinking are categorized under the term, oh gosh, why did I get this one? A blepharosplasm. Nope. Splasm. Blepharospasm. Um, extreme forms of blepharospasm though rare, can indicate cerebral or psychological morbidity. However, the more commonly encountered twitches and spasms (laughs) indicate somewhat less foreboding diagnoses, such as lack of sleep, stress, or too much alcohol or caffeine. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Check, 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 check. Love it. Okay. With their sometimes eerie resemblance to eyes, albeit ones more commonly seen in science fiction or fantasy films... Opals hold a special place among precious stones and gems as an ocular omen. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) In the Middle Ages, Europeans trembled in fear and awe at their power. Mm. Some saw clear evidence of the evil eye incarnate, with one historian of superstition writing that the brilliant tongue of flame that burns in the true opal was regarded as ocular evidence of demonic occupancy. Ooh, spooky. That's a beautiful sentence. It is. Brilliant <laughs> tongue of flame. Yeah. Mm, that's great. Yeah. The opal was also considered to grant its wear invisibility. <gasps> making it the go-to stone for robbers and highwaymen. Oh. <laughs> Conversely, braver souls of the time embraced the opal for its ability to render them impervious to all diseases of the eye. Oh, weird. So the opal got it instead of you. Yeah. <laughs> I should have got, worn that, and then I wouldn't have had this astigmatism. All right. Um, the German <clears throat> physician Georg uh, Bartisch. I'm glad you um, you did this one, because I would have been like, George. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no E at the end. It's Georg. It's, um, it's literally, I know how to pronounce that because of the sound of music. <laughs> Because it's not your German classes. (laughs) Yeah. No, not at all. Oh, my God. Um, So, sorry. The German physician Georg Bartisch uh, is credited with writing the first comprehensive textbook describing the care of ocular diseases for non-academic readers. Uh, It's called... (laughs) I'm so angry that I get all of these words. Um, Ophthalmodulia. Nice. Sure. Thank you. Um, or aphtha, probably aphthamodulia. I don't know. Okay. That sounds right. Um, in addition to amassing the, what the, the nascent? 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 I think it's nascent. Nascent. I don't know. In addition to amassing the nascent medical knowledge of that era, it is equally invaluable as an anthropological record of its superstitions. Ooh. Bartish, a self-described occultist, 
practiced during an age when eye disease was considered celestial punishment for lapses of virtue. Oh, shit. Imposed at the hands of witches. Oh, no. That's why I got my astigmatism. (laughs) (laughs) It was a witch. So he claimed to have witnessed swelling of the victim's eyes, leading to the discharge of such unexpected elements as coal, clothespins, and entire pears. (laughs) What? Wait, so I want to sit down with Georg. Coming out of your eye, is that what I'm am yeah. I understanding this part? This is it's far more well written eye. than anything we've ever used. That's insane. Oh my gosh. So an your entire eye would pear? swell up to the size of a pear and then a pear would plop out. Mm. Okay, anyway. Ooh. Oh my god. Uh, so Bartish separated witchcraft into hot and cold categories. Ooh, she's hot and she's cold. She's yes she's and a- she's no. <laughs> she's in and she's out and she's, she's up a- and she's down that way. She's out. She's a witch. She's okay. A hot, witch. <laughs> hot witchcraft. <Ooh>. Involved <laughs> <Sexy. laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, involved temperature increases leading to bursting of the eyes. Grody. What? Um, early intervention called for renunciation of sin, mm. followed by washing the eye with nightshade-based concoction. No, 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 no. Um, no, no that's no, literal no. poison. Yeah. That's- uh, yeah. Well, people would put nightshade in their eyes to make them look sexier, right? To make the people look Oh, yeah, too, yeah. To yeah. increase it. But, like, only a but little like, teeny, 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 teeny I know, bit. it's crazy. So, um, wait, this is... Oh, this is fucked up. This is so weird. Hmm. I'm just... Are you reading it? No, no, no. I'm just imagining, like, oh, my eye's doing something weird. What mm. should I do? Put some nightshade in it. And renou- renounce all my sins. <laughs> Um, it has been speculated that the belladonna contained in nightshade may have had utility in treating uh, uveitis, uh, but less so in angle closure glaucoma. Oh, cool. Glaucoma. Oh, glaucoma. That's the ugliest word. I hate that word so much. Me too. It's really I have a bad case of glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, just don't tell me about it. <laughs> For cold witchcraft... Shivering and chills would lead to swelling of the upper eyelids to be treated with topical salves, including the blood of a raven. What? <laughs> I love medieval God, me too. Stuff. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's e- I mean, I guess it's easy to say now because I'm like, <laughs> what did you think that yeah, was going to do? But, like, I don't know anything about modern medicine. No. Maybe there's something in the blood of a raven that could actually do that, you know? Who knows? Not me. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Neither were these guys. It's true. Oh, man. Uh, So perhaps most historically damning to Partish's ophthalmologic legacy (laughs) was his possible role as the coiner of the phrase four eyes to describe wearers of eyeglasses. Rude! Whose use he thought contributed to blindness. Which actually, I mean, the more that you wear glasses, the worse your eyesight oh, I, gets. Don't I know it? So, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. In fact. Oh, that's so rude. Four yeah. eyes. That's four eyes. Oh, what a Thanks a lot, Georg. <laughs> Every time you say it, I'm like, you're like rudely calling someone gay. <laughs> <laughs> Gay org. <laughs> it would be like um like an organization for like LGBTQ things, and then just calling it a gay org. 
good. I like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay. Hmm. So, the appreciation for symmetry is hardwired in our brains, which is true. Um, so it's not surprising that any deviations rise suspicion. Mm-hmm. As such, heterochromia, the condition in which a person's irises are different colors, has provoked quite a few superstitions. Fair enough. Yeah. In certain Native American cultures, heterochromia is referred to as ghost eyes. <gasps> Spooky. Which sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that better than heterochromia. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Ghost eyes. <laughs> Oh, ghost eyes. <laughs> and, um, so ghost eyes is thought to give its possessor sight into both heaven and earth. Mm. Although this is primarily attributed to dogs with the condition. Fair enough. Because, I mean, if someone has two different colored eyes and you're like, what does heaven look like? And they're like, I don't freaking know. <laughs> but dogs can't, but dogs can't, can't <laughs> Dogs can't say that they can't see heaven, so they must be able to. Eastern, Europe- Eastern European pagan cultures have considered heterochromia a sign that a newborn child's eye has been swapped out with a witch's. <gasps> Ooh, I like that one. But, like, baby eyes are so small. This one eye would have to be much, much bigger. So like, <laughs> like, that, like that O when people do that um, face with the giant O and then the line... And then the little oh my gosh, yeah, like using typing. That's a baby with heter- heterochromia. <coughs> that's that's a witch eye. That's what they mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> the results of fluctuations in iris pigmentation, both complete heterochromia iridium, in parentheses, two separate eyes of a different color, and partial heterochromia iridis, in parentheses, a variety of colors within a single iris, hmm. which I feel like is more common. Um, and these are rarely observed in humans. Oh. In most cases, heterochromia is benign, though it can signal the presence of such conditions as Horner syndrome or Wardenburg syndrome. Wardenburg. <laughs> two A's. Wow. Wardenburg. Hmm. Huh. I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so when someone passes away with their eyes closed, it is generally remarked that they are at peace or rest. Conversely, Uh open eyes among the deceased have been interpreted as capturing their apprehensiveness over over the coming judgment of their earthly actions. Yikes. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Ancient burial practices attempted to correct for this by placing coins on the deceased eyelids. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beyond its practical utility for keeping the eyelids closed until a rigor mortis could take over... It was also connected to the Greek myth that the ferryman Sharon Sharon Sharon, Sharon, Sharon <laughs> uh, required a fee to take souls across the river Styx into eternity. I knew that one. Um, in the attempt to move, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> that was in my don't know. Um, in an attempt to move past such moralistic interpretations, <clears throat> a study investigated eyelid positions in consecutive hospice deaths, finding that 37% had partial or no eyelid closure. Given that eyelid closure depends on a functional central nervous system, it is believed that this group was more likely to have disease-related CNS impairment at the time of death. Oh. 
Although it drew from only 100 cases. That's oh, not enough. No. The study is nonetheless important for attempting to bring scientific scrutiny to a pervasive superstition still commonly encountered by those involved in end-of-life care. Huh. I guess it'd be horrifying to walk into a room and then someone's dead but their eyes are staring right at you, you know? Yeah. That'd freak me out. Yeah. And be like, yep, the yeah. devil was in that room. Wake up. Go <laughs> <laughs> sleep with your eyes open again. <laughs> Oh my god, what a terrible job. Um, so for some decades, amateur criminologists and political prognosticators... I don't know what that means. Good word. Good. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> yes, I think I said it right, but I don't know what it means. You just said it right. I don't know what it means, though. <laughs> um, they have believed that Sanpakuwais... Don't know what that means. <laughs> Oh, there's a translation later. Okay. <laughs> Just reading ahead. Uh, Sam Pakuais can predict the fates of the famous and doomed. Mm. Sam Paku is roughly translated from the Japanese as three whites. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. It does. Three whites walking to the Oh, God. <clears throat> And describes the condition in which the slera, slera, sclera, slera. I don't, you do you think words. it's do you think it's a hard C or a soft? C? I think it's a hard C. Sclera, in which the sclera is observed on a third border above or below the iris, in addition to on its left and right. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. I don't like that. I don't like that. No. The rise of this belief in the West is credited to George Osawa, the Japanese macrobiotics diet pioneer, right. who in an August 1963 interview is said to have predicted President <laughs> Kennedy's death a few months before his assassination. Ooh. <laughs> the President's senpakuais were for Osawa a sign of sickness and ill fate. Believers also commonly cite Charles Manson's iconic upper Senpaku stare with the sclera visible above the iris, which they consider a sign of sociopathy. That's correct also. Yeah, hmm. I agree with that. Um, such examples of selection bias abound among believers in the predictive nature of Senpaku eyes, who would be better off seeking the more Darwinian explanation of the cooperative eye hypothesis, which is what? less cool sounding. <laughs> um, this theory holds that in comparison with other primates, humans evolved to have a prominent sclera in order to more easily follow each other's gaze. Mm, weird. Yeah. Uh, in turn, this facilitated enhanced cooperation and social interactions. Mm. Coincidentally, it's the very same ability that makes it easy to express bemused cynicism when faced with unfounded <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> that's great. Cool. So that's it. What's fun stuff about eyes? I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, some of it was whatever. But <laughs> yeah. I like the stuff about the, the bride stuff. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> you bride stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... I guess this is where we say see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Mopping Wari. Mopping Wari. Mopping Wari.
I'm not being worried. <laughs> not being worried. You're being worried. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>